Welcome. This is the very first episode of the Soulbound podcast. We are Ophelie and Kevin, two friends and career enthusiasts. On the agenda today, we'll cover a piece of news, tell you a story, and share one thing about Korea that we liked. Before we start with the regular program, we thought we should introduce ourselves, as this is the first episode. So, Ophelie, what uh, can you tell us about yourself? Well, I'm a freelance writer. I actually like Korea a lot in the sense that I live there, sort of. <laughs> and I also write a lot of things about it. Like, I wrote books. I also wrote a game. I wrote a recipe book. Uh, so yeah, I do just various stuff around Korean culture. Uh, so what about you, Kevin? Unfortunately, I do not have as big a repertoire as you have, so I will be your sidekick for now. He's the funny one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just here for the comical relief. So my name is Kevin, and uh, I love Korea. I have no professional attachments to Korea, but uh, lived there for a while, spent a lot of time with Ophelia there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's one thing we should like highlight. Is I, so we actually met there in 2016. And yeah, we've been just friends since. And we used to hang out way too much together. I'll <laughs> <laughs> well, try to not take offense. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, a double, it's a double way road, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, um, I'm also a Korean enthusiast. Uh, I love the country and uh, you know, I, I miss being there. And um, I really hope uh, to be able to share with you all as many stories and uh, funny ones and more serious ones um, about our time there and what we did and what we know. So I guess like for the next little bit, we are going to share our news. And I think it's quite appropriate that uh, the news of this week is that Seoul has uh, changed their city logo. I remember quite well that uh, they had the I Soul You logo in uh, big, huge letters um, right next to the river uh, while we were there. Uh, the first time in 2016, uh, last time I was there this year in April, they had already taken it down, but they hadn't replaced it. And this week they actually presented the new logo. It's uh, a little cheesy, Soul My Soul. <laughs> well, I Soul You wasn't non-cheesy also so we have to give them that <laughs> yeah they probably went from cheesy to cheesier but people like it actually quite a lot the polls have been really positive towards the towards the change i think uh, and also they actually like they push people to choose uh, what their name was going to be and this one was the one that was selected in the end so people like it enough that they chose it you know in a list of choices <laughs> so just to to give you an idea because you guys of course can't see it right now um, it's soul, my soul. And so the O of soul is a heart in pink. The Y from my is an exclamation point. And the U from soul is a smiley face. What do you think, Kevin? <laughs> I, I think it's very cheesy. At the same time, Korea is just cheesy in general, right? Like... Correct. So I, I think it's it's probably a good, it's a good reflection of, I think, how they want uh, outsiders or tourists to see them. You know, the smiley face, the heart, it's, it's very, they're very positive people. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's just a fun culture. There is a lot of love around. It's, it's just an overall, I think, very, you know, positive, you get very positive vibes in Seoul, uh, such as you get in, not, not in every, you know, huge metropolis. So I think it's quite... Yeah, it's quite accurate, and I think it's quite uh, fitting to to Seoul. I think. I mean, I don't. I think if I'm like so critical of it, it's because I actually like better I Soul You, 
somehow. Like I found it more um, light and I kind of like, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because I got used to it <laughs> or if I just liked it better. Um, mm. But I'm also curious to see what the sign will look like because for now we have only the visual on posters and we only have like the digital version, but we don't know exactly yet how it's going to look like on like those gigantic signs in the city. So maybe it looks better than I expect it to. <laughs> we'll see. But I, I guess I'm I'm just, you know, all mean because I actually like better the previous one. <laughs> so on the other hand, I think the new one has more personality i think it's more unique and so how it's set up that's true the one thing though that's another issue is actually it's going to confuse people to think that soul is said soul uh, more Mm. like it's just going to confuse more people that you know the the name of the city isn't the name of the city (laughs) or maybe people will finally understand how to pronounce it as soul you know. <laughs> in French, in French, we say Seoul, which is exactly. really not at all yeah. <laughs> supposed to say it. I think people don't know, even in in German, uh, it would be Seoul. So, you know, I I think this this is maybe good good PR move. You know, get people to know what it's actually called. Oh, also another little piece about us. So I'm French, and Kevin is Swiss German. Just so you guys. <laughs> understand why we're speaking about French and German specifically in right now in this conversation. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, you can find it anywhere online and I'm sure there will be other occasions to talk about this um, in a later episode. I'll be going back to Seoul very soon. So I'll tell you guys how it looks. Um, I think with this, we can um, go over to a story we would love to tell you about. So we have reached out to our friends who you know, are still staying in Seoul or have spent some time in Seoul. And Ophelia is going to share one uh, specific uh, funny one. Yeah, so my friend Lucy went to Korea for a year for working holiday visa back in the mid-2000s. And I'll read you what she told me. When I arrived to Korea for the first time, I stayed for months at my future boss's apartment. It was a friend of a friend who was starting his own bakery. He wanted to host all the people that would be part of the adventure under one roof before the opening. Because it was a group of French people building their own business abroad, of course, they were going to be on TV and they needed to be under the same roof for that. So two days after I arrived, I followed my future boss and a future colleague in a restaurant where we met the team that was going to shoot the documentary. They were from NBC, one of the main broadcast channels in Korea. A girl asked me two or three questions like, how long have you been in Korea? I answered two days and she thought I had made a mistake that I meant to say two months or two years. She thought my Korean level was too good for just two days in the country. And this is how I spent my first months in Korea with cameras filming my daily life in the shared house. Like I were a K-pop idol. So what do you think of that story, Kevin? (laughs) At the same time, it's, it's, It's crazy, but it's not that surprising. Yeah, I think this is the main thing. Like, this is a bit crazy, but really not so weird in Korea. Like, I don't know how many times I'm just walking around and end up seeing, you know, some TV show being filmed somewhere in the streets. Like, I remember this time where I was literally stopped in the middle of the street. And like, we were, it's, it's you know, imagine like those big, big streets in the middle of the city. And they just have like four people that just stop the whole crowd and tell them, oh, just wait two minutes, we're shooting a scene, then you can pass. And then you stop and you look, and one of the biggest star in the whole country just passes running, you know, super chill. And then they let everyone pass again. And no one, you know, goes to the star being like, oh my 
god what is happening no it's just so normal every day that there's just stars in the city just like shooting stuff <laughs> that that you know no one really notices or cares anymore um so you know in that type of environment it feels pretty normal that this could happen but this is can you imagine like the first days in Korea yeah. and suddenly you've got like just people filming you every day? Their fascination with 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 foreigners is fascinating for us, for lack of a better word. I think we, both of us know many people that were there, you know, and were somehow landed on TV. I was on TV. You were on TV. I am on TV. Really? Oh. I, 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 well, actually, um, am I online or am I on TV? We, we did this thing <laughs> one time, which I'm pretty sure wasn't entirely legal. Uh, they were getting students from universities like to do this. But basically, we were just filming like those. They had this show where you had to try some weird equipment look, looking thing. like, And you had to guess what it was as a foreigner. And let me tell you that this was basically super difficult. And like, seriously, those things were like, you know, new innovation tech thing that just looked not at all like what they were supposed to be. Um, so, yeah, th this must exist somewhere in a dark corner of the Internet or. And I think it was actually a TV show. So <laughs> technically. Um, yeah, but yeah, we, we know quite a lot of people. Like I have a friend uh, of a friend and a friend and, you know, like just, I don't know how many just went on TV for a program or another. There are entire shows around foreigners who are just on TV and will tell about their foreign life or talk about their culture. But is it really just Korea that does that? Like, to be fair. I don't think this is only Korea, but I don't know any other place where it's done in such an obvious way right and i think it's as you say you cross a street you know it may be a huge street a small street but they're filming yeah they're filming real life or they're using real life scenes and neighborhoods to film their k-dramas or whatever they film um i I personally, I think I was, uh, when I was living in the, f the first part of my year in Korea, where I was living in the Bukchon Hanuk village, I think every other night there would be some film crews somewhere. Not sure how many times I was actually on film. <laughs> do you think this has something to do with, you know, why they've become so popular? You know, that it actually depicts to some extent the reality right yes and no because so i think why it is so popular it's because they can actually legally film kind of anywhere without having to fill millions of paper or reserve the place which is really what's going on there and why uh, so much happens in the streets or so much happens in cafes or whatever like this makes it much easier to film and it lowers the bar uh, to get nice places, to, you know, if you want to film in Paris in front of, in front of the Eiffel Tower, uh, good luck, you need a budget. <laughs> if you want to film in a, the Seoul Tower in Seoul, it's not as complicated. So this also helps promote the city, this helps promote daily life. Um, so I think it's more a consequence, but it's not really the reason. Uh, I don't know if that is a clear distinction, but... Like, this is more how I feel like it articulates. Yeah, no, 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 this, this, this makes absolutely, yeah, this makes sense. So would you have wanted to arrive to Korea and be filmed and be a K-pop idol? <laughs> uh, definitely not. Uh, no, I, I don't think I'm enough photogenic enough. Uh, you know, this is why I do a podcast. <laughs> I don't want to be on film. 
So I think it's better for the sanity of the Koreans that, you know, I will not be, mm -hmm. not be on TV for the time being. And what do you remember of like the first time you arrived to Seoul? Um, first day I arrived to Seoul, we went more or less straight to, I think, Dongdaemun Design Plaza. And they had a huge exhibition for some game. I don't remember. It was a mobile game, Clash of Titan style, and they had a huge exhibition. And we had come from uh, Beijing, uh, which was, you know, crazy in its own right. But Seoul and Dongdaemun and did this exhibition, and it was so it was so colorful. Yeah, it was it was so it was joyous. It was colorful. It was crazy, and it was it left quite a big impression on me you know that this this was just it was so different you know for from anything i had expected did, did you expect anything actually yeah so uh, this was uh, china was uh, the first time i was in asia at all right um so you know china was basically my my ground zero right my this is where i based my expectations of mm. and I had not, you know, no, no huge knowledge, know-how on Korea at the time. I was, uh, I was open to be uh, quite surprised, as it turns out, uh, extremely positively surprised. I just fell in love with Seoul. I think day That's one. First sight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, how about your first time? I think your first time in Seoul or in Korea was was uh, was before we met. Oh yeah, friends. yeah. So we met in 2016 when I was uh, going to Korea to be a student. You too, but I went to Korea before that, like the year before, uh, on, in 2015 during the summer. Actually, <laughs> tip: don't go to Korea in August. <laughs> <laughs> Or July, for that matter. Or July. Yeah. There is one thing you need to remember about Korea is don't go in July, don't go in August. And also don't go in January and February. Because yeah, also. It's yeah, cold. It's, it's cold. very cold. But if you like like skiing or whatever, I feel like you can find your happiness. Whereas I don't really see in which world you enjoy July or August in any capacity. <laughs> if you're someone who likes the hotness no, <laughs> of the weather, it's still not nice. Um, so in August, um, I went there for three weeks uh, with a friend as a tourist and we arrived at the airport and we were like, oh my God, this is amazing. So for me, it was incredible because I was already into Korean culture before arriving. I watch a lot of Korean TV shows, which might come up on later on, <laughs> often in this podcast. Um, but I really like Korean TV shows. So I had some sort of, you know, working knowledge of things because you do see a lot of Korean culture through the TV shows. You, you, you have an expectation when you arrive. Then I just arrived and it was my first trip uh, outside of Europe. Yeah, I, we just went to this ATM where my card got eaten by the ATM. It was very fun. <laughs> it was a Sunday morning. We just had arrived and I have like this sudden rising panic when the card gets eaten. We are there with uh, my friend that I went, came in on the trip and actually Lucy, who is the person whose uh, story we just told before. And luckily, she knows a little bit of Korean. And we noticed that there's like this phone on the side of the, the ATM that we can use to call if there's an issue. So we call and she blabbers some stuff and we end up with the right person uh, that speaks to us a bit in English. <laughs> and she's like, okay, give me the number. So we give her the number of the ATM and she's like, someone will be here in 10 minutes. 10 minutes later, there's someone that shows up. He looks at me, asks for my name, goes in the back 
gets the car out of the ATM, comes back, gives it back to me, and leaves. And that was it. That was done. This <laughs> is I, insane. This yeah. is insane. And I cannot <laughs> believe it because, you know, in France, like first, if you're a Sunday, it's really terribly bad because banks are open until Saturday, but they're closed on Monday. So like you're really oh. at the beginning of the weekend for banks. And also this would never happen like on a Sunday morning in 10 <laughs> minutes, like in 15 minutes, the whole incident was resolved. Like, <laughs> I don't know. This was a very good first experience because despite the stress that this brought, <laughs> um, like I just realized right away, oh my God, what the hell is this? Korea is so efficient, which is really something that hasn't left me. It's it's a very accurate first uh, like impression, impression of Korea. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was, that was, that was something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like a good ending, but I still don't wish it to anyone. Right. I mean, I mean, it's better to have this stuff happen to you in Korea than anywhere else, maybe except Japan, but Korea is a bit better. People speak more English. It's a bit easier to handle yourself in those situations if something happens. Um, but yeah, people are really helpful with this stuff and it's it's very quick. So <laughs> I, I was just gonna say I think yeah. the, the 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 fair conclusion is uh, and something that will come up again and again is they're so helpful. They're just yeah. They're not only polite and friendly, but they're really helpful. And you know when they see you struggle, they will help you. I have I so many anecdotes, but I think we should keep them for absolutely. A future yes, yes, yes. I, I'm sure you guys have t amazing stories about like how you were helped in Korea because those often are out of this world. Like I have a few myself, but and I know so many people who have so many. Like it's just you get in those random situations. It's it's really crazy and super cool. So in the beginning of the podcast, we promised you to share one thing that we really liked, uh, something you know, special. Although I guess it's mostly going to be about what Ophelia likes and not what I like, but you know, this is, <laughs> this is, this is, this is how it works. So yeah. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> what did you like this week, Ophelia? Tell us. Okay. So one of my summaries has been flawless by Elise Hu. It starts with, I have seen the future and it is poreless. So poreless meaning poor of the face, just to be clear. And <laughs> if that doesn't make you want to read it, I don't know what will. The whole book is a deep dive into the K-beauty culture in Korea. So Elise Hu is a journalist and she writes like one. So you'll learn a lot about the global impact of the Korean beauty industry, the types of product, their history, the role technology has in uh, building beauty ideals. But there's also a lot of bits and pieces of story everywhere, which is really what I, I liked and I think makes the read so easy to, to go through. So through her own adventures in Seoul, she discovers Korean relationships to beauty and how it shapes her own. And I think it's a great introduction to Korean culture that I would love to have read before I went to live there for a year as a student. It would have saved me months of feeling weird in my skin. But yeah, that's a story for another time. That's I really recommend that you get your hands on it and, and give it a read. All right. Uh, thank you. Uh, hopefully this sounds quite interesting. I'm probably not the main audience uh, for this book. <laughs> well, you would be surprised. There is a gigantic men beauty industry in Korea to start with. And second, it's a lot about the philosophical aspects of uh, K-beauty also. So it's not just about the products themselves. It's a lot about how we perceive ourselves during, uh, you know, technological times. And also, no, actually, it's for men and women 
all together. Okay. 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 It's all right. I will. I will try to read it. Um. I will quiz you next time. <laughs> Somehow, I don't doubt it. If uh, if this intrigues you, please uh, follow the link that we'll have uh, posted in the description and uh, get your hands on this book. Thank you for listening to us. That's the end of today's episode. Please uh, reach out to us on uh, Instagram, uh, Soulbound Underline Podcast, or if you're old school like we are, via email on soulboundpodcast at gmail.com. We're always on the lookout for stories about Korea to feature in our next episode and would love to hear yours. Yes, or you can just say hi. I mean, we also would love to get memes <laughs> if you want to send them. So really just, you know, we're happy to talk with you. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're definitely not difficult about this. Yeah. Anything you have, just send it our way. You listen to Soulbound. We hope you had fun and had a nice journey. See you next episode. Bye-bye.